What's up, everybody? Happy Wednesday. Uh, before I introduce my guest, I wanted to let you guys know that my latest YouTube segment, A Bone to Pick, is going to be out Saturday. It's exclusively on YouTube. You can also check it out on my website. There'll be a specific uh, tab and page on my website, daltonkjensen.com. So make sure you check that out. Uh, it's going to be really exciting. Been working on that project for a minute. Um, the trailer is out right now, but the but the first full episode episode will be out and then we'll release it every Saturday after that for your weekend enjoyment, especially since my podcast is only audio and this is going to be only video. Uh, I think it'll be a good balance for, for those people. And, uh, my, a bone to pick podcast will only be about 10, 15 minutes long. So, uh, give you some good little short clips to, to watch instead of my long form podcast, but I think you should do both. So, uh, make sure you're tuning in. I got to interview Derek Cahill today of Wicked Bold Chocolate. Uh, they sell online uh, and they're from Texas. This was a great interview. We got connected on LinkedIn, but check out their chocolate, uh, wickedbold.com. You got some amazing stuff and we had an amazing conversation. So without further ado, Derek Cahill. Welcome everybody. This is Don Jensen and you're tuning into The Thinking Project. Sorry, man. You know how finicky. Yeah, no worries, dude. dude no Zoom. worries. Yeah, man. All right, how's, dude. how's your day going, man? It's going really good. How about you? Dude, living the dream. I'm experiencing a little bit of uh, TikTok fame right now. Oh, nice. <laughs> good for you, man. Good for you. I got to follow you on TikTok. I'm trying to get a video editor with me on my team so that we can start putting out more clips on TikTok because it seems like it's a grind man it's good it's it's just a grind because I do a podcast um Uh with my buddy Austin and that's like just the most time consuming shit dude it's like the <laughs> ripping it up to, to post for edits. It's just not my thing. So it's like, we're not famous enough to have to like get an intern and uh, yeah, exactly. But, exactly. Yeah. And That's it's exactly like, it, and we I'm do saying. it for fun. So it, it doesn't make sense to pay someone to edit it. So we're just kind of, we do our best, but I'm yeah. right there with you. TikTok would be a cool place to post. <laughs> yeah. That's great, dude. All right. Give me just one second. I'm going to, I'm going to th- go live on this real quick. So, um, we were talking, I was talking to, um, oh goodness, is his name Austin or Andrew? Austin Walker? No, 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 no. We're, we're on an email with somebody together. Oh, that was from you, right? Like you had that guy on the email, right? I don't know where that. <laughs> no shit, dude. I'm telling you, man, I was thinking about that. I was like, I wonder if this dude just like got accidentally added because I have no idea who that dude is. Okay, cool. All right. That makes me feel a little bit better. because I'm like, <laughs> How do you guys know each other? No, dude. He was on like a calendar invite, dude. <laughs> Bro, I do not know. Something messed up, dude. Cause well, I what was his name know. again? Bro, I don't even know. Like, and I remember seeing him. Anyway, dude, it was <laughs> it was the trippiest experience. 
I, dude, I swore. Because, dude, weren't we talking? At, wasn't it at some point all three of us were communicating what a calendar invite? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, well, so I get this email and I'm like, how did we know that? I almost asked, but then I was like, that day was like super busy. Adam, and I was like, Adam, ah. Adam Beak. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, was, like, I don't I was even responding to you guys and saying, hey, team. <laughs> okay, well, I don't know what happened, dude. That's that's the weirdest glitch I've ever seen. So, holy crap, Derek, right? Yeah, I'm Derek. That's how I say. Okay, I just want to make sure. Uh, make sure I say it right. Okay. I, I all right. <laughs> so, um, dude, it looks like maybe I accidentally sent him on there because it looks like, well, I don't know, whatever. But we've been yeah. talking to this man for like a month. <laughs> strangest thing dude all right i gotta figure out how to get my uh i gotta figure out what's going on with my zoom um as far as like going live to my uh going live to my facebook group i don't know why um i don't know why i can't go but anyway we'll we'll just go ahead and do this uh we'll go live the normal way and then i'll figure it out from there Sweet. That's another more than a live show. Heck yeah, man. Well, so that's the thing is like when people join the Facebook group, part of joining the Facebook group um, and, you know, giving your email is that you get like exclusive access to the live interviews that we do. Oh, no. And uh, yeah, I thought it was a cool little way to make it, um, you know, nice. So, so I thought it was good. But uh, anyway, so Derek, you got to tell me, I saw this thing. Um, you said you're a, you're a, correct me if I'm wrong. I saw it on Calendly. You're a consultant, but like a fractional consultant. Yeah. So I do a bunch right now, man. Okay. Yeah. Tell me, tell me what, tell me what, tell me about it. So, um, where am I at in life? Uh, so I've been (laughs) in sales for like ever since I, you know, my first job was in door to door sales in Florida, knocking doors when people switch from cable and internet. Um, okay started a few companies and I'm fast forwarding to get you to the good part. But uh, in in 2016, I was coming off of a, not necessarily a failed startup, but one that just, it just sputtered out. It was dead probably from the beginning, but um, I got picked up from Gartner, uh, which is a global technology research and advisory firm. And I grew with them for four and a half years uh, into a VP of sales. And it's just (sighs) not, it's just not in my DNA. Like I loved the experience, man. I think it gave, it gave me a whole lot of great foundations for like leadership and sales organization, but, mm-hmm. um, it just wasn't my thing. So, um, I have a, a buddy of mine who owns a consulting firm and, uh, they picked me up to come in and do uh, fractional sales leadership. So effectively I just work with a bunch of like small companies as they're trying to like scale their sales teams or, you know, just go to market, et cetera, just help them kind of pick up mm. the slack. Okay. Um, but it's really more or less like a sunset tour for me because we're, I mean, we're, my wife and I are in the midst of uh, going full-time wicked bold. So it's a great skill I have. Yeah. I love doing it, man. I love helping people figure out their sales problems and, and helping people ramp up. But business ownership and being an entrepreneur is something that I will just never get rid of. Well, yeah, dude, I feel like that's where it's at. And it flows nicely with, um, with sales, like owning a business and sales kind of mesh together. 
Cause in sales, you're, you're almost, cause I've been in sales forever too. Like I work in software sales out here in, in Utah and um, you know, sales is almost one of those things where it's like, it makes sense that you would be also be a business owner because you got to know how to sell and you got to know like the numbers and any really good sales guy knows the numbers. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, it, it's definitely a, a DNA thing or like a trait. Cause I mean, there's also that tolerance for risk. I mean, I know. Yeah. The majority of salespeople I know, they love the accolades. They love the winner circles and the clubs and all the, you know, president's club and mm-hmm. the safety commission. And they, they put it all into the 401k and 10% to the employee stock program. And it just never, dude, I love making money. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I love, I love <laughs> right. making money, you know, in my employers, but I was never ecstatic about like hitting the the club 300 or, or you know like the winner circle type things it just it was never my thing that i was like yes yeah, it just yeah, was yeah my yeah. job you know like w- what gets me fired up is maybe it's partial risk like maybe i'm just a psychopath but <laughs> all right just going out and building for myself man like that is the winner circle type vibe that i think a lot of people get when they hit that that accolade is me starting businesses that feeling i get like those little milestones those wins but yeah, mm. being a salesperson definitely is helpful when you, when and if you do branch off because you have the dude. The biggest thing people struggle with in startups is selling it. They yeah, can that's right. Idea, but going to get sale number one, dude, that's where the majority of people fall down. Mm-hmm. I talked to a guy who's in startups. He's been in startups for a really long time, and he was just like, you know, he'd also been in sales. So so sales and specifically sales startups, and he was like, dude, the biggest thing for these guys is just picking up the phone like knocking doors and picking up the phone and making the first sale, because you'll never know, like you can have this great idea in your head, uh, but you'll never know what's going to happen until you sell something, right? Like, you know, until you can figure out like what the market can bear and all these things. So it's very true. One of those things is like, you you have to know how to sell. And then you're right. Uh, Cause I, I'm in the same boat, right? Like I, I'm a pretty successful salesperson, but yeah, I don't get fired up like with pep rallies and like spiffs and stuff. It's just, yeah, I just, I'd rather just make money and just keep going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Man. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's, uh, you, you hit it on the head. I think a lot of people start a lot of people, for, I, I need to go back. I almost said a lot yeah. of people start businesses, but a lot of people have right. ideas to start businesses that never turn into businesses because they start thinking about the wrong stuff. They'll start thinking about like how much marketing budget they need and how much uh, lawyer fees they need to register their intellectual <laughs> property and all these fees. Oh, for, yeah. You know, like the patent office. It's like, dude, fuck off. Like, you yeah. know, like go go take your, your schmitty little idea and see if one person will give you money for it. Then, start figuring out the budget yeah figuring out how much you need because like i think a lot of people get it backwards so even people that go raise money or like have friends and family to dump into them they end up burning through that simply while they're still trying to build something on the side where if you would just go go execute and do and then come into some money you'd i mean you're you'd 10x yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, and you, you mentioned 10 X, right. And that's the game plan. Like you got to start making money first. And with a lot of things, I think that, and I've said this before, like I said this uh, the other day on a, on a show um, that you can like overanalyze this stuff, you know, like you mentioned like intellectual property and, and, and contracts and like, don't get me wrong. Like, like you need some stuff to start. Right. But eventually you just got to go. Like eventually those things turn into excuses, you know, and we have, um, we have a little trademark over there hanging or not even hanging. I have it like nestled on one of my shelves, but we didn't get that for like yeah. a year. 
We we had yeah. sold chocolate for a year before I was like, oh, maybe I should trademark this. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, and then and then well, once you realize you have something good, then you can start to like figure it out. Because thinking that you're going to start something and it's and it's the first of its kind, like generally doesn't happen. Like generally, yeah. you know, there is competition out there. In fact, like when you're looking for funding from a start from you know if it's like seed funding or angel angel investing or something like that, you know, they're going to ask you like, uh, you know, they're going to go over like some competition stuff and like what makes you different. So, so just get out there and start doing stuff. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, man. That's a big deal. So I'm actually really interested in this chocolate thing because I, I have a funny enough. I have a really good buddy of mine who's been on this show twice, uh, who is like, who owns a chocolate business and is like a big, huge, like chocolate connoisseur and uh, like like uh, travels all over the world and teaches professional classes. Like people pay him money. (laughs) People pay him money to like learn about chocolate. So I don't say that for any, cause I'm, I still don't know what I'm doing, but it's an, it's an area of interest for me. And like one of the first episodes he brings on, like I, I did with him, the first episode I did with him, he brought on like real chocolate and you could hear it break and stuff. So tell me how you got into chocolate and you got into, uh, this is vegan chocolate. So tell me what vegan chocolate is and how you got yeah. into it. So let me tell you, my story is likely going to be a 180 degree turn from your buddy's story. <laughs> so um, uh, let me, uh, let me, for, I guess I'll tell you how we got into it. And then I'll probably yeah. t- like, I'll tell you the difference I think between me and your buddy. Um, so about five years. So my wife is super, when I met her, she was vegetarian, like super health conscious. I was not, I was like your typical dude. Like I'd eat whatever. Was, <laughs> no, it right. didn't matter if it was processed, how many ingredients were in it. It's like, get in my belly. Sure. So, sure. sure. Over the years though, I think I'm worse now. If I look at something that has like some artificial ingredient in it, I'm like, I'm, I'm not putting that in this temple of a body. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. 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 She loved dark chocolate. And five years ago ish, four, five, six years ago, we couldn't find a chocolate that didn't have some sort of dairy product in it or some sort of like artificial ingredient or flavor at the grocery store. So we were like, mm. we should just do this ourselves. Like I love making, I love starting businesses and my wife loves being healthy. So we kind of merged those passions together. And one night we made just the shittiest batch of chocolate you could ever imagine. We didn't have the, we didn't have the the right machine. We had, dude, dude, this will sum it up perfectly. As we were like melting down the cacao nibs that we had bought, I I was like, I was like, you know, it'd be awesome (laughs) if we poured used coffee grounds in this chocolate, that would give it a nice texture. Dude, it was like the worst shit ever. Um, So naturally, naturally we packed it away for a little bit. It wasn't the right time for us as from financial perspective, as a family, we had a lot going on, but two years ago, uh, I relocated to Dallas, Texas for work. And part of that journey, part of that journey was like, it had been three years since I'd started a company, three and a half years since I'd started a company. So on that drive, we were like, let's do it. Let's just start making chocolate. So we bought the machine. It was like 400 bucks. And we just started, we just started slaying out batches of chocolate at our house, learning how to make it. We were self-tempering by hand and it took us like five months, but finally, like we got that snap that you talked about with your buddy. That means like we tempered it perfectly, which in itself, man, like we use just two ingredients. It's cacao and sugar day one. One, no extra mm-hmm. ingredients to get our chocolate to turn into chocolate. Um, and I practice what I preach, like everything I've already said, like we didn't go like th- when that chocolate snapped, that's when I bought a website. That's yeah, when, that's yeah, when I started yeah. looking at packaging. But for the first probably three months, dude, all we did was give it away. 
we gave it away wow. and gave it away and, and got people. N- I'm not talking about like millions of packages. Like, sure, sure, sure. But I get it. I get what you're and saying. Stuff, and people were like, yo, this is really good. So we yeah. took it to a farmer's market. We sold like $300 worth of chocolate one day. That was a hard day. We had our two kids. But we, it was like these – when I reflect back on the two years with the Wicked, Wicked Bold, it's been just a whole bunch of baby steps to get where we are today, like small little victories that I've learned how to like harness over the years of epic failure. Is like let's focus <laughs> on just the baby steps at a time. Now, the big difference, I think, between – I think what we're doing and what your buddy does is like – I love, I'm super passionate about what you put into your body, but I mean, I'm even more passionate about like helping people realize their potential, like being a strong message for people. Mm-hmm. So I think that's our company. We just mm-hmm. happen to make good chocolate. I'm not a chocolate <laughs> man. I, I would, I would never have fun going to a place and having like a bunch of little nibbles of chocolate in front of people. Like, Oh, do you taste the undertones? Like that's just nothing, yes, against, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, nothing yeah. against that. I, right, that's, just right, not, right. that's just not right. me. I'm passionate about making a good product, but I'm even more <laughs> passionate about giving it a strong message to help resonate people behind it. Yeah. And there was no slight uh, to you oh, or no, anybody. Zero, you know what I'm saying? Um, I just, I just like that. Like I like, here's why. One of the biggest reasons I started this podcast, two of them. The first one was to help small business owners like have another form of like advertising. So like they could come on a podcast, they could take the time, tell their story without, you know, cause people won't listen to a five minute you know, they won't watch a, they won't watch a two minute commercial, even if it's for the Super Bowl or listen to a two minute ad on the radio, but they'll sit down and listen to somebody have an hour conversation or, or yeah, two hour yeah. conversation with somebody. Right. So that's weird. Um, so it gives somebody the chance to like tell their story in a long form. The second reason is because of what you just said, like you, you know, it doesn't have to be something like starting a business doesn't have to be something that you've you've done since you were a child and my grandpa's grandpa's grandpa start, you know what I mean? Like if you have like a really good message and you can find something cool that you're interested in, like, and, and it works and you can test it and it works. That's what you, that's what people should be doing. Like starting a business doesn't have to be complicated. And one of the things that I try to teach people is like, stop romanticizing this hard stuff, right? Like, Oh, business is so complicated. Like, don't get me wrong. There's hard stuff in it, but I'm saying that you can start. And you shouldn't be scared to start. Okay, guys, we're also brought to you by Happiest. Happiest is your number one place to go for premium CBD products that won't break the bank. And I promise you guys that if you check these out, you won't be disappointed. They've got something for everybody. It's THC free, which means it comes with a work safe guarantee. Whether you need a roll on for your muscles and your joints, you need a sleep aid to get your day ending right, or you need uh, their number two that get your day started right. Uh, they got something for everybody. They're quality, uh, lab tested, third party tested. It's all good. Go check them out. Happiestmed.com, H-E-P-I-U-S-M-E-D.com and tell them that the Thinking Project sent you. I think you just really tied it together with that message. It's like the scared part because yeah. I, the only reason I think I started a chocolate company without the experience is because I just, failing so many times with startups, it gets to the point where it's like, Oh, I mean, it's not that big of a deal anymore, right? Like, it's not that big of a deal. It's like, I'm going out there, I'm shooting my shot. If it works, it works. It's the same thing with producing content, dude. Like, I I put out funny content or serious content. I don't do it. I mean, I do it obviously to help people, but I also do it for Mm -hmm. me, man. Like, I love being creative. So when I started, when my lens changed, when I look at starting businesses now, dude, like, I'm being dead ass serious. I think I could do whatever I wanted. 
if I wanted to go start a rocket ship company, I could go start a rocket ship. I'm going to need a shitload <laughs> of capital, but I can start Good building a brand. I can start building a brand message. I can start building my vision yeah, for why I want to yeah. do what I want to do. And obviously I'm not going to start a missile company unless 20 years from now I do. But, you know, <laughs> I, I think the biggest thing that people need to overcome is that fear of falling down and just start looking inward. Like, what is the things that you're passionate about? Because I didn't just like throw a dart at the wall with, with chocolate. Like we had a close tie with it back then. Like my wife mm-hmm. loved chocolate mm-hmm. and I loved inspiring people. So that was kind of the angle we took. I think the one point I'd share is like in this instance, I'm not a, I'm not a foodologist or a culinary yeah, chef. Yeah. <laughs> dude, a lot of the people making chocolate, dude, like our culinary trained chefs, like they're, yeah. you know, yeah. sous chefs, like they're people that grew up coming from food and now they're starting mm-hmm. chocolate. A funny story is uh, I early on, like we were maybe seven months into business. And I met with a chocolate consultant. Cause I was like, <laughs> I was like, let's, let's like meet with someone about like getting here. Yeah. And I met with this woman, super sweet lady. But honestly, when I wrapped the phone call with her, I, I vividly remember this. I was taking a walk with my wife after and my two kids. And I was like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Like if that's right. going to be my, if that's right. going to be my customer, I don't, this is not going to be fun for me to sell to because, <laughs> and again, like, yeah, no, dude, yeah. like I love the yeah. time she gave no. me, but like, she was all about like the forests, the beans came from and like the roasting yes. temperatures. Yep. And yep. the funny yep. part is like, we're very mindful of that. Like we, we sole source from Belize. It's fair okay. trade, direct trade. Like it's all organic. We're all about equity in our supply chain, but it's not, I just don't get excited about that message. So when I was meeting with her and I was like, oh my God, like, is this who buys bean to bar chocolate? Like I'm funny. I'm scrappy. I say fuck sometimes. Like she's not going to buy my chocolate. (laughs) So we talked through it, ended up just saying like, let's keep our brand the focus and just keep making really good chocolate, dude. And you know, a year and a half later, dude, like we're in such a different split. We're in such a different space. Like we've got a good little following and we're building some really, really cool traction. And I just love the journey because it helps me tell the story to hopefully inspire inspire someone else yeah, to yeah. kind of like follow along. Well, and that's the point, right? Like I love that story because it's a story that I, that I try to tell um, not from experience. So that's why I'm glad you told it, but it's this idea that like, you know, if, well, I take that back. Let me tell you the story. Okay. When we were starting, when I was starting my CBD company, um, if I would have done more research, like I, I had talked to like some same, similar to you, like some people who were just like mad, like CBD marijuana people, like, you know, Delta eight CBG. And I'm like, what? I'm like, I don't want any of that. I want, you know, and similar to you, like I was, I was building a customer and, um, I, t- you know, it's just like, don't do a whole lot of research. I know that sounds bad. <laughs> you should do some, but I don't think you should do much because you get scared away. And like, luckily Dude, you and me, you know, right, right. But that's what I'm saying. Like people who do sometimes stop, right. They're like, oh my gosh, I'm not like this guy. I'll never sell to that guy. Like, good, man. You don't want to sell to that guy. You want to sell to the guy who, who, who's looking for someone who knows just enough and, and has a good product and has a good message that you can relate to, right? People don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. You know what I'm saying? Cynic, dude. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yes. And, uh, and I quote him all the time. I just always like forget to like say who it is though. Sometimes you can't <laughs> so. see quotes by me, dude. I am the, I'm the good. quote monster. Good, good. I just, you know, I'm like, okay. Some, because then we get into like some weird conversations, but let me ask you this though. Um, how long have you owned your company? Two years. 
Okay. Um, two years. And, but you've owned companies before that. Yeah. I've started uh, six or seven companies. Oh, wow. Right on. What, what made you, what, I mean, why six or seven? What made you do like six or seven? Are you just they trying keep, to find your keep, thing? They keep not working. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all right, dude. I started, I've started many. Well, dude, I'm telling you right now, like my mindset, it's like, I, I honestly feel like I've slivered through the matrix of like time and space because <laughs> I, dude, I literally look at it like, uh, oh, I mean, the time is obviously just coming. Like I can't, you can't yeah. freaking, you can't, I'm such a, fir- like no one is going to get in my way. It's like, yeah. I'm not, and I also don't overvalue my intelligence. Like I'm a smart dude, but I don't have all phenomenal ideas. And then dude, yeah, I've learned, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I keep getting better. That's the thing. Like the yeah. first company I started, I was like, I was 18 years old or 19 years old. It was an automotive detailing company. I got two customers. My buddy quit on me after a few months and I stopped doing it. That's a hard right. one to do, bro. Oh, dude, it was so hard. hard. It was brutal. We did. Yeah. We, we had one commercial customer. We watched the hell out of like three trucks and and one of their vans. And then we got one residential customer. And honestly, we may have gotten more, but it was like 15 years ago. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, I've started a tech support company. I've started okay. a, a phone purchasing company. Like just, uh, I've made a couple inventions. One is severely undervalued. It's called the campy. <laughs> so if you're camping and it starts raining and storming, you can pee out of your tent with a little tube. Never did anything That's with it. great. <laughs> I think I actually have dude. that. I think I actually have that in my TikTok bio that oh says my gosh, of the wildly underrated campy. I actually still have my promo video. I tried to not Shark Tank, but like American made. I tried, I submitted. They told me no. But um, <laughs> well, dude, every, you know what, dude? Every it, time you know I'm falling down. Right? Every yeah. time I've fallen down or the company dissolves, it, it just, I, in the moment, dude, it's trash. It sucks. <laughs> like I, it, it doesn't feel good to be like, damn, I guess I got to close up shop, yeah. but I've learned something invaluable every single time. Like I started a company called Zimni right before Gartner. Um, I got a I got a partnership with Verizon Wireless. I got a partnership with Ubreak iFix uh, regionally in the Southwest mm-hmm, Florida area mm-hmm. as just a dude, like with no experience really selling into like C level customers. And I was on the phone with the CEO of um, Lyft back wow. like six, seven years ago when that was like just coming up, like talking about ways to integrate with Verizon. It was wild, dude. Completely cool. floundered. Like I didn't make really any money on it. It felt really cool. But those lessons that I learned, I re- I'm realizing like I was, those were actually lessons I needed to learn for now. Like the company mm-hmm. that I'm really building, like we've invested a ton of money into Wicked Bull. Do like this is here to stay. Um, but there's no way that if this was business number one, I'd be as I'd be as equipped as I am to do it. And I just get to thank all of yeah. old Derek's failures for them. Yeah, I talked to a gentleman, Eric Espinosa, one time who uh, it, he owns a company that helps like startups validate their their products, um, and by validate like market validate their products. Yeah. Okay. So what you said though is something that another reason I started the podcast was to help people start their business. So another reason. That, that you have a beautiful story is is the idea and the and the concept that you had that's like look you just mentioned it like if you started wicked bold if that was your first company you wouldn't you wouldn't have known what you had fair enough yeah absolutely so that's my point, right? You got like, people are like, I don't want to start a company until I find a million dollar idea. Well, you wouldn't know an idea yeah. ever. Well, and and not only that, but you wouldn't know a million dollar idea if it slapped you in the face, man. 
because you haven't started a business. You haven't even done the hundred dollar idea. The funny part is, dude, like in theory, if you think about it, dude, a million dollars really isn't a lot of money for a business no. to generate. Now, don't get me wrong. Wicked Bold has it, not it's, currently it's a, generated a million dollars. Like it's cool. I'm with you. I'm with you. It's cool. And it's like, and I think that's because of like that hustle porn stuff that like, oh, your million dollar business. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. bro, are you like not going to have inventory, pay people, have a building, have any like expenses? Because it, when yeah, it's all yeah, yeah, done, yeah. you're not making a million. Your business might be. So it's like, well, and it's like, <laughs> well, and it's like gross a million, but you're not going to yeah. like netting a million would be cool. <laughs> After oh, everything would be done. You know well, what I mean? Well, but, so, yeah. but I understand also what you're saying. Like, um, that's another, like this money thing. Oh my gosh, dude, I got super mad this week. Um, I got my bachelor's degree in accounting and I don't say that to impress anybody just to impress upon people that I know a little bit about what I'm talking about when it comes to finances. And the only thing I'm saying is like when a million dollars, isn't a lot of money, like personally in a business, it's just like, it's a nice, it's a good amount to have, but it's not life changing. And, uh, and, and I feel like, and it might be for some people, but for the most part, like, if you have, if you have goals, if you have life, if you have a business, like a million dollars can go pretty quick. And so oh, yeah, like 10 yeah. Xing that, that thought process of like now $10 million, that's life-changing money. That's life-changing business money. That's business changing money. Right. You just said something so funny. It's going to be a little bit of a tangent, but I can't help myself. You said, go I ahead, said go it ahead. to impress you. I said it to impress upon you. So let's go back 17, <laughs> 16 years, 15 years okay. yeah. uh, when I was doing door to door, the regional director who at the time was probably making like a mill a year as a door to door, like VP or whatever, came, okay. to little, yeah. came to our little Fort Myers office. He has this suit on and he goes, I didn't wear this $10,000 Gucci suit to impress you. I wore it to impress upon you about whatever, you know, whatever bullshit he said after that. But then he really ruined it. He was like, this office, this office could shut down for a week and I, I wouldn't even notice. He goes, you know what? You know what? This office could shut down permanently. And I wouldn't even notice it in my paycheck. I was like, this is so inspiring. Thanks. <laughs> like, thank you so much. There is a finesse to the, to the motivational speech. Cause I've been, but I found out that as I got older, like I wasn't motivated by pep rallies though. I never, I've never been like a sales meeting pep rally dude, like sales kickoff kind of dude. Cause I just don't get excited by that stuff. I'm just like, I'd rather just work and get it done. Yeah. And uh, I know some people are like, if you want to be in sales, you got to be like really enthusiastic. I'm not enthusiastic at all. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very assertive though. Like, so let's go get the money and I don't need, I don't need the, the balloons and the music or whatever, bro. <laughs> I, I am definitely a performer in the sense of like, I could, I could fire up a room. Like I love, I'm super high energy when I need to yeah, be, yeah, 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 I, re, yeah. I, rechar, I recharge as an introvert. I only like the celebratory sales meetings. If I am being celebrated, if it's not me being celebrated, <laughs> I could, I, I could live without it. I, just, I mean, yeah, I'd be yeah. good for you. I mean, I don't see anything wrong with that. And the reason is because like, like if you're not working on yourself and you're not doing something cool, like, like in the business, like if you're not like, you know, yeah, I get it, dude. I totally yeah, get it. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. We're, we're in the same boat, but um, yeah, dude. That's with great, the, dude. With, Good with, for you. With, with the revenue, I've learned like so much. If, if there's anything so, that I yeah. impress upon people, 
See what I did there? Yeah, um, yeah, it's to go learn you. Like, yeah. go figure out who you are. Like, what are you good at? Mm-hmm. What are you not good? Dude, I'm telling you, the biggest gift I've given to myself these last probably five years is like really coming to a deep understanding of what I am just not good at because it's allowed me to like filter that and find people that can help me be great in the areas that I'm just naturally not good at. And it allows me to really put a focus on what I am good at. Um, I got there through yeah, like any Enneagram is a great um personality assessment i don't know if you've ever heard of it i might as well be getting paid commission from them because <laughs> about it all the time but i don't fire. know i mean i've done a, i've done a, a lot of personality assessments is that what it is like figuring out what kind of personality it's, type you it's are? pretty it's pretty deep i think it was like 120 questions um, okay. and they give you a very in-depth report but one of the things that i like about it the most is they give there's a page for your number that tells mm-hmm. you your spectrum of healthiness Mm-hmm. as you behave. So like for me, I think at my worst, I think it's like, I don't know it off the top of my head, but it's like you're vindictive and manipulative and you do any, like you try to ruin people's happiness. Like as my absolute, like if I'm at the bottom of my barrel, I can yeah. be that person or at the top of my height, I'm giving and I try to help everyone build themselves up. So okay. it's cool. Like if I have a moment, I can almost like pinpoint like, Ooh, I'm a, I'm slipping to it too yeah. healthy there. Like I, it just helps me be like self-aware of what it is yeah. that I, I do to destruct. Well, I, I think that, uh, man, that's really cool. You brought that up because uh, personality assessments are something that everybody should do. And it's because if you can label what's going on with yourself, you can start to have a little more control over the path, right? Like we can all slip, like we all got some ego. We all got a little bit of narcissism, maybe not that, you know, maybe not like, clinically but yeah i mean we're selfish right like and i feel like with the personality test especially as a business owner if you can start to pinpoint things you know and become very self-aware i mean that's that's one of the biggest things that business has taught me is like self-awareness you know oh, yeah. knowing knowing like what you're good at and what you're not good at because i also believe like if you want to build a business that you have to have some kind of team maybe you don't pay them maybe you don't give them equity or something like that but you know you like you need people and that's why i don't know are you like a coach or like a mentor like paid do you get paid to be I mean, a coach or like no. okay Okay, cool. I do it a lot for free. <laughs> well, okay, that that was what I was about to say. I've interviewed a lot of coaches on here, and I love the field. Like, I'm not saying anything bad about the field. Oh, so you're trying I to just... qualify me before you ripped them down? <laughs> oh yeah, I don't want to be like I don't want to be like are you, like I I really don't like people who like charge people money for like talking unless you're like a therapist. <laughs> like yeah, if you're, so. If you're, me and you are obviously on the same side of the spectrum on that one. I actually okay. have a really, I have a good buddy of mine. He's actually my podcast partner who okay. is a certified life coach. Okay. And yeah. he's trans, he's, <laughs> you son of a, no. Um, no, dude, but I'm open, I'm open with us too. Like I'm very sure. yeah. suspicious of that world, mm-hmm. but I think mm-hmm. it does fit for certain people. Just, I think you have to know your demographics and people like you, you, like yeah, you, you and do. me, I, I wouldn't go to a life coach. Like I would go, I would, I actually just had a meeting today with um, mm. an advisor, someone that I want to be able to talk to once a week on this CPG business journey that someone mm. that's been there before. And I will happily pay them $150 an hour, whatever she's going to charge me to just be with me for an hour a week and let me talk to her and her advise me. Yeah, because that's, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. value to me. Some people I think see that value in like, how do I be, how do I find a better career path? So I think it's also like life stages, but also like yeah. what pursuits are you after? And, and the, I, 
like I said, there's just, I have a lot of good friends who are coaches. I have a lot of good friends who are business coaches. I have a lot of good friends who are life coaches and spiritual coaches. Like I'm not knocking them, but because number one, like I understand, I learned in sales, uh, like training. So I was a sales trainer in like the automotive industry for a little bit. Um, and I trained new hires and I would train teams and, and get them up and running. And, um, I did learn the hard way one time. So like you said, 10 X, so I'm assuming, you know, who Grant Cardone is. So I was like, Grant Cardone started in the automotive industry. So a lot of his early stuff is like auto auto industry. And I bought like every book that he wrote and I bought every sales training that he offered. Right. Um, and I compiled that and I, and I would let people, um, pick my brain. Right. And I would be like, Hey, do you want to read this book? Like I got this, I would let them borrow stuff. Right. I'll here, borrow this book, read this book if you want to get better. And, um, and I quickly realized that the people who I gave that stuff to, I'd let them borrow that, like didn't do anything with it. And then when somebody, and then I tried a little experiment, I was like, okay, so the next person who asked me like where I learned my stuff, I'm going to send them to Grant Cardone and I'm going to make them pay full price. Like I did. And, uh, there was a big difference. Oh, for sure. Of people who like, they're like, Oh, okay, I'll go buy it. And then they would learn something. And I'm like, man, maybe, maybe there is like a weird thing to this pay me to coach because like, if it falls on deaf ears, like, did you really do anything? <laughs> Yeah, we could probably talk about this for a really long time um, because well, there is that there is that there is that gate to where um, if you pay for something, you're probably going to actually engage with it. Where I'm at in life, I would rather give it away for free right now yeah. because like yep. I just I love the hustle, dude. Like I love starting businesses. I love watching people start businesses. I love, I love overly simple. I am just such an oversimplified. <laughs> I simplify everything yeah. to like the basic, basic roots of everything, man. So like anyone that ever talks to me, I'm like, if you ever need anything, dude, you can, you can come talk yeah, to me. But yeah, I'll tell yeah, you, yeah. That's I count too. on one hand how many people have ever hit me back up. Yep. Yeah, exactly. But and that's for uh, free. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, I, well, well, maybe I just suck. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Either way, dude. But that's, but that's the thing is like, I'm the same way, right? Like, uh, you know, Hey, do you want to, you know, I had a, I, I talked to somebody about, um, I did a lot of research on a, on a subject and I told, I told somebody I'd help them and they offered to pay me. And I was like, no, dude, I'm not doing this for that. Right. Like my, my time is free. Um, cause I, because you know, some people just need that. Some people just need the bump. And then some people, you know, and, and why, and again, why I'm so like, I, I like, I don't like coaches who make you pay. And I, and I also understand it. Right. I'm like, I'm kind of that person because like some people do, like if, if they don't give something, then well, they don't well, feel like they I, got, you know I what think I mean? I'm about to blow up our brains for a second. Here. Right, I might right, just have ahead, a mind right, blown. <laughs> well, it's like the reason that you and I might give it away for free is because we don't want to start a business coaching people how to start businesses or start a business to coach people how to be better people. But that's mm -hmm. a business that they want to start. Yeah, so yeah, they are yeah. on their own startup journey because I can see a, a play there where it's like, you know, I, I, I might produce some content one day and like throw a 999 price tag on it for like a ebook or something and just put it out into the world. <laughs> right, right, but right. I just, right now my passion is not monetizing a coaching practice, but maybe one day it will be like, maybe one day I'll be like, you know what I want to do? Just, I want to, I want to coach people. That's going to be my job. <laughs> and, and if that's what I want to do, I obviously have to charge for it. So just, I had that like weird paradigm. Yeah, there is, we yeah. It's like, yeah. 
And that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I'm still gonna, you know, I'm still gonna, I'm still I'm gonna stay customer. in my lane. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm still gonna stay in my lane and be like, ah, I don't really, I don't really get that. But I, I am also with you on that. Like, I get it. Okay. Like, hey, and that's why I also started with like, I respect the hustle. Like, if you got to get paid, if that's how you get paid, man, go get your money. As long as the yeah. check doesn't bounce, <laughs> do what you want, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's like, true. I get it, dude. So, well, I, dude, I, I love this so far. So, um, as as far as like what has been, you know, you mentioned you, um, you, you talk to a lot of people, but what's been your main source of learning? Um, you know, you go through your experiences, but, but aside from those experiences and maybe the people around you, like how else do you stay on top of your game as a business owner? I mean, what are some of the key things that you do? Uh, I, I just, I, I move forward with like vigor. Like I just, mm -hmm. I do all my own stunts, I guess is one mm -hmm. way to put it. So, yeah. um, I'm a member of a few groups. Like I, um, dude, I, you know what? I just, in that babble, I just figured out what, like, what's a big thing that I do. I harass people for time. <laughs> right. Harass them, dude. You even give me a glimmer of interest. I'm going to get you. So yeah, yeah, yeah. there was, how did this start? So I, this is, I think where the sales nature can really pay dividends for a business owner. If they have the chops to go start a business, yeah, that, yeah. that follow-up game dude is strong and it is a muscle. It's my strongest muscle on my body. Um, I'm trying to think of the track that I can take you on just to kind of like show you the navigation. <laughs> so I, okay. So when, oh, wow, this went back further than I thought. So when we were starting chocolate, uh, when we wanted to graduate from our kitchen at our house, I yeah. found a local, um, uh, prep kitchen in Fort Worth, Texas called Locavore. Okay. And I, I joined that community, paid the the initial deposit, never used it. We found a local place. But <laughs> by knowing that person and, and kind of engaging with her, she was like, Hey, have you ever heard of this thing called quest for Texas best? It's a, there's a huge grocery chain here called HEB. It's like literally the Mecca of Texas. Like they, these people love, oh, wow. they love HEB. It's a huge store. It's, we don't have one yeah. near us, but I've been to one. Um, HEB puts it on. So I applied and they, it's, it, you know, they have a small team running it. So a few weeks had gone by and I hadn't heard anything. And I just pick up the phone. And I started making calls into this place. I was like, hey, how's it going? COVID had just hit. And I built a relationship with the the global buyer over food at HEB. His name is Jody. Um, and literally, dude, for the last year, I've probably talked to Jody like 20 times. Wow. And because I've talked to him so many times, not not that I, I we applied again for this year. Not that I don't think he gave <laughs> us any, but they refined it to the top 20 finalists out of like 1,500 or 15,000 okay. entries. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Jody got me connected with three local food startups or yeah, three local food startups. One of them has raised like a million capital. They're huge. It's all y'all's jerky. I got connected with this guy oh, wow. called Matt, Madge's food. Same thing. I think Gwyneth Paltrow just actually talked about their, it's like pickled cabbage and stuff. Um, oh, in wow. like one of her magazines and this other like garlic company, all very obscure businesses, but Jody's relationship with me got me to talk to them. I got to learn like from the black, from the Texas black gold people was how to run a good farmer's market. And if we were going to expand how to do it, um, wow. Mad, Mad, Madge's food, uh, I talked to him about like runway capital and like, he taught me some lessons about like, dude, I tried to get a bank loan, but I had never paid myself on the books. So yeah. 
I couldn't get a loan because I technically had no right. income. Um, right. So like these things that I got to learn and then the the capstone to all that dude is the HEB guy got me connected to a business accelerator out of San Antonio. And because of COVID and everything, I got into that accelerator and we got some good, it was a little bit of a beginner accelerator, but I was able to sure. like just network with some good people, man. But it's like, yeah, I, yeah, sink yeah, yeah. My, I sink my teeth into anything that I think I can learn from and just networking. I mean, dude, honestly, as I'm talking, I could name yeah. 10 other people in the last three or four months that I've found networked and either helps them or they help me in some tangential fashion. But yeah. I think that's the one thing is like, I'm not, a, I'm not afraid to pick up the phone and just reach out and ask for help or ask for some guidance. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, the, let me give you one more example. One all more right, example. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go it's ahead, hilarious. Go ahead. Yeah, I was do doing a, so my wife and I are opening up a restaurant next month or actually hopefully this month, uh, wicked bold vegan kitchen. Where we're just building out that wicked bold brand. Yeah. And I was doing a, I was doing a clubhouse and I was passively lit. I was passively listening as I'm bagging up chocolate. And this guy started talking about how he owns like 500 franchise restaurants. And I was like, oh, this is a dude I need to ask a question to. Like, I want to talk to him. I'm opening up a restaurant. Maybe we'll franchise it. Yeah. By the time I got the chance to speak, he had left. So oh, I wow. found I found his Instagram and I was going to send him a message. And this other thing popped up on his Instagram. It said, call me. So <laughs> I was like, I was like, all right, bro. I mean, if the invitation is there, I called this man, dude, and talked to him for an hour. Wow. And, he, he sa- and one thing that he said to me was like, I can count on one hand how many people have ever called me like you just called me. We talked for a freaking hour, dude. It was dope. And I, I sent him chocolate after. It was, But like, that's the thing, dude. I think a lot of people are afraid to pick up the phone. They're afraid to ask yeah. for help. And they're afraid to just shout from a loudspeaker, what are, what are I, what am I doing? What's yeah. my business? And then people don't, I'm going to give you a quote and then I'm going to give you the microphone back. Motion yeah, causes no, motion. Motion causes motion. If you're not out there making ripples and splashes in the universe, nothing's going to come back to you. If you sit in your little oh, safe yeah. space and you don't make a big ass splash, <laughs> those ripples, man, are never going to come back to you. You're just going to live in that stagnant life. Right. Well, and that's the thing is like, I love what you said um, kind of towards the beginning. I mean, everything you said was was beautiful. I like what you said, though, about just like moving. And cause that's probably one of the biggest things that people just like don't get. And I say that quite a bit and sometimes I'm wrong, but this time I'm for sure. Right. Like, <laughs> like, uh, that people just move, like just start doing things. I had an accounting professor. He was my first professor at the time, at, at the time we were at this college, um, He's you had to take accounting 101 to graduate like it was a required course. Uh, it was a business college. You had to take it. Uh, and he like I, walks in coolest accounting teacher ever had a lot of swagger walks into the class. And he's like, if you don't pass my class, you're going to fail this whole college and you won't graduate. <laughs> and, uh, and then he said, and it's going to be the hardest class you'll take in this college. And he's like, so buckle up. But he said, then he gave us a real, like the best piece of advice that, I, that I'll never forget. And if I, and if I only remember that from my college, everything was worth it. He was like, if you get stuck on a problem, just start working on the problem and you'll have to restart a couple times. But if you never start, like you won't get it and you, and you'll never finish. And it sounds so simple, right? Like I'm, I'm saying this and it's like, well, duh, like, of course, if you never start, you won't finish. But how many people never start, Derek? Well, you know there, what I'm saying? Yeah, that, that challenge, dude, people get presented with a challenge and they, I think I've always said, I can't actually, I said this when I was, I don't know, 25, 26. Yeah. I, I'm crazy probably, but I firmly believe that the universe 
literally, I believe this, the universe puts things in your way to test you on how bad you want it. So it's like, they're going to put something in front of you. They, I don't know who the hell they are. The universe people. Yeah. And dude, my biggest fear is that they, is that they leave me alone one day because, (laughs) because I've given up. Honestly, like I've said that to my wife. I was like, it's like, I want them to always know like, all right, all right. Like, let's put some more in front of him. Like that dude's like, once they move on, dude, you're done. And it's like, you got to face those challenges and find a way around it. Like how bad do you want it? Do you mm-hmm. want, do you love it mm-hmm. enough to scale up and jump over, go around it? It doesn't always have to be that same idea, but you've always got to be the fighter that tries to drive through. Well, you're, you're totally right, dude. I, I like, yeah, I, I'm the same way as you like universe, whatever you want to call it. But because when you ask for things that they happen, like, like be careful what you wish for. Cause you just might get it kind of thing. I believe in that. And, um, it's a good thing. Like when you, when you start losing opportunities or when you start feeling like you're stagnant, that's when people should be scared. Just like what you're talking about. You know, you know what I mean? Um, and I, and I love that dude. I love your energy, bro. Like what did you, were, did you always plan on being a business owner? Was this something that you were going to, you were doing from the get? I don't know, man. Um, I've thought about this a lot. Um, I think obviously like I'm going to hit you with a quote, you know, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. <laughs> yeah. Steve jobs. Yep. So when I, even like as a kid, I had my first job when I was like 12, I was running a paper route in my neighborhood. But my, when I reflect back, my first like entrepreneurial, I think flair that I had was I played this video game called counter-strike. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I love counter-strike. Dude, dude, it's I, a, I, I actually, I actually haven't had time to play it in like months, but I, I still dabble from time to time, but okay. Um, All right. So it's five, you know, it's five versus five team based. And when I was growing up, dude, I always thought I could do it better than the leader of the team that I was on. So I'd always end up spinning off. I'd I was always starting my own teams, always leading my own teams, always running the own leagues. (laughs) And back then it was just because it's like, I don't know, I was just a probably punk ass kid. And I was like, I'm going to lead a team. But in (laughs) retrospect, it's like, what I think that tells me about myself is like, I've always had that, like that, that yearn to lead and build and grow something. Mm-hmm. So I think I've always had it within me. And then, uh, you know, I started a business when I was 18, a shitty business, right? All my businesses were kind of <laughs> shitty up at the beginning, but dude, I just, it's a, it's a muscle yeah. that is invisible that exists. Right. Like right. I just wrote, I just wrote a LinkedIn post about it. It's like, I, I cannot imagine a world I'm, I'm my best self when I'm running a business. Yeah. Like my time at Gartner, dude, like it did so much for me. Like it, it got me on such a better, like financial path, mental path. It also like, mm-hmm. I think showed me what I'm capable of in a corporate environment, but yeah. dude, I would lit, I can't even imagine a job I'd take right now. Like it, I don't even know who could call me right now and be like, give up wicked bold. There's not a dollar amount. Like, I don't know, a billion dollars. I don't know, hundred million. Like, Hey, we'll give you this for the year. I don't know. There's probably, I guess, a number, but sure, you know, sure, sure. But, but the point, but the point is, is like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, dude, from what, from where, how we're talking, I mean, you're amazing, but right. Like there, there's no realistic number, right? Like nobody's going to, like, I know the same thing about me, right? Like nobody's going to walk in here and offer me a hundred million to like walk away from everything that I'm yeah. doing. Right. <laughs> Let's call it like, a, like an aggressive comp package for like a VP of sales at a startup. Like someone offers me four fifty a year. Yeah. 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 No, I would say probably no. not. Yeah. Probably not. No. Well, because like, like there's a, there's a difference, right? Between like doing something that you love to do. Like that is something that you can't purchase. Like I've been in those spots, like as a sales guy, if you're a successful salesperson, like if you're a successful salesperson, you've been in a position like 
where you've made a lot of money and like, it's not about the money sometimes. It really isn't like that. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying again, I'm going to use this quote because I, I just love the quote because I don't ever want to sound like I'm bragging or, or being condescending, but like, I don't want to impress people just, just to tell people like that I've been in the situation where like I've made, you know, six figures a year more to like teach people. Like all I had to do was show up, tell them what I tell them what I knew, tell them how to be successful and then leave. And they would pay me six figures and I wouldn't go back to that job. And I'm making less doing my, the things that I love. We are also brought to you guys by Monarch Social. Now, Monarch Social isn't just another social media marketing company because they're going to take care of you on all your digital marketing fronts from SEO to beautifully designed websites to custom videography. And if you want to know more about that, you got to check out the video they did for me uh, on the Thinking Project Facebook group um, because it was absolutely phenomenal. They absolutely killed it. Morgan and his team take really good care of you. They walk you through every step of the process and the communication is on point. So if you need a custom video, a beautifully designed website, if you need a custom social media ad campaigns, Monarch Socials, where it's at. They also have a podcast they release every Friday where they bring you a ton of value. So check them out, monarchsocialbrand.com, or you can find them wherever uh, you're on social media because they're probably there too. So check them out, monarchsocialbrand.com and get your digital marketing rolling. Dude, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna say that, but you get yeah. the point. It's like, I think, but I think there's also a, like this beautiful thing that people have to go through to realize, like we've made money, right? I turned yeah. down, I turned down a, a big job offer when I was leaving Gartner to, because I was just, I was like, I can't do this anymore. But yeah. I think you have to, I think you have to get there first to realize that's not what it's yeah. about. Yeah. Because before you're there, it's like, dude, I, dude, the, <laughs> the poverty that I have seen yeah. in my life, dude, like, Dude, yeah. I remember. I remember me and my buddy, who will remain nameless for right now, uh, forever. Um, <laughs> dude, me and him, we were doing door to door together. We used to fantasize on what it would be like to make fifty grand a year, a thousand dollars a week. We'd be like, "Bro, can you even imagine what that life is like? <laughs> can you even imagine it?" Um, I mean, we could get into some deep stories about that man, but like yeah, back yeah, then, yeah. back then that that was the journey i needed to be on i needed to be on that yeah. i need to hit 50 because once i started making 50 i remember when i when i first got this corporate job dude i think they offered me like 63 grand a year and i was like holy shit <laughs> i've made it right and then and then you make your yeah, first six, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. you make your first six figures and it's like yeah. i've made it again and when dude there's a threshold though where mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. and it's not for everyone dude some people they'll do it forever like they just love it yeah, they'll, yeah. they nested away in their 401k they're going to be on a yacht when they're 50 i probably won't be but i'll be there when i'm 65 but yeah. <laughs> it's just you know i think you need well, to get to that point to realize it's just not about that anymore yeah it's not about the money it's not about the money it's about building something that's yours it's about another way of like being creative like i used to i used to like be really hard on artists and i I think that I, that's just because I grew up in like a really small factory town in Iowa, like where you're either a farmer or like a, a construction worker or a factory worker. Right. And they would like bash on arts. But then I like started creating businesses and started like creating like a podcast and creating things. And it's like, wow, this is actually, if this is anything, if this feels like anything, it feels like to like create a painting, like I get it. So now I don't bash on anybody. Cause yeah. I'm like, this is, this is amazing. Like there's nothing more 
amazing to me than than watching people create something that they absolutely love and then it being not only that but like it being successful right i i think one of the biggest travis tragedies tragedies is like people not <laughs> finding what they're after because they're too afraid to ever take the risk Dude, to go see what it's about 100 percent. so i hope if you're listening to this you just go do it you just start moving and you there's have never to be- a time there's never a time either. Right. And like, I, that's actually one of my most favorite things that Gary Vee talks about. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't matter if you're 40, 50, like when you're 45 years old, dude, you still got like a good 30 years of working life left. If yeah. it, obviously, if you're lucky, like 75 years old, I still see some spry ass 75 year old dudes out there. Yeah, man. Yeah. So it's like, if you're, th- and, I'm 32. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and, and the reverse of that too. Like, um, it's this weird paradox of, of like, you have all the time in the world. So like, why don't you get started? And you have, no, and, and you also, you know, we have an expiration date that we don't know about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's what motivates me is like, I, I have to like really like get behind myself and be like, like, hey, just be patient, like wait this out, like step by step, you know, because I, because I, you can get too far in like the, if I don't do this, I'm going to die tomorrow and I don't want to die unhappy or whatever, you know what I mean? So there's the, there's that, there's that sweet spot, but for sure, you just got to start doing it because you, you. I still act like I'm immortal. I I, <laughs> I have like no relationship with my mortality right now. <laughs> well, I I uh, and and you know what? That's the other thing is is whatever like motivates you and like wh- however you learn, like being happy and being peaceful is like the biggest thing for me because I wanted to start my business. Uh, and start helping people and start on this journey because I had such a comfortable relationship with my mortality, right? Like memento mori is one of my, that's my thing. That's my jam. Like, remember, you know, remember you could die at any time, uh, but don't, you know, and remember to live, right? You know what I'm saying? One exercise I did, it was actually, um, have you seen Casey Graham on LinkedIn at all? The guy that runs gravy? Yeah. Yeah. I have seen him. Yes. So I saw him, I saw him before he like, he kind of blew up on LinkedIn, but I was there, I was there like at the beginning when he was like making a declaration. And one of the things he did was posted his, uh, he already talked about posting his, um, obituary. And I (laughs) took, I took that exercise and I did it. And it was really like big for me to do because it got me recentered or whatever it was recentered. It was a good realization of like, what am I after? Because my, my, my obituary wasn't about like how many businesses I started, how much money I had. It was like, how many people did I impact? Like, I hope I just helped people. Like I hope my kids, I hope my kids knew that I loved them. I hope I was present with them. (laughs) And I hope I just helped the shit out of people. Um, but it was cool. It's like a good exercise just to see like, what path am I on? Like here I am today. Can I see myself being on that path? Well, because that's all you get, right? If there's one other thing that I've learned and I don't know who, I don't know who said this, but I'll just, I'll never forget it is like, you know, the, the Egyptians tried to bury themselves with their riches and all that happened was it got robbed. (laughs) You know what what I'm saying? Like that was it. Like people broke in and stole that's everything. Funny. See, that's, <laughs> like, that's I love like super intelligent, like deep jokes. Cause it's like, oh, that's smart. I can't yeah. come up with those. I just come up with dumb jokes. <laughs> well, I didn't come up. I like it. I didn't come up with that, but I'll never forget it either. Is like, is like, 
Oh, what do you really have in this life? That's, that's impacting people. That's helping people. That's creating something like I get, I can die. Like if I never get a yacht, I'll be okay. Not saying I don't want one. And and that's also why, by the way, if I'm going to go back to one other thing, like all the, you know, I believe in manifesting. I believe in like the woo woo stuff, but I'm also very comfortable with the fact that if I never get it, I will be 100% happy. Like I don't, I'm, it's not my goal. We're like on such a good wavelength, I think, because <laughs> yeah, yeah, with, yeah. I, appreciate I, do, I, I do mess with my wife all the time and I mess with all my friends too. I'm like, dude, I'm going to buy a helicopter one day and just come like pee on your house. Like that, I just <laughs> they dump shit like that all the time. Or like I always tell my wife, it's like, babe, yeah. I can't wait to have just a massive yacht because she doesn't, she she wants, she likes the simple life. So I just always yeah, mess yeah, with yeah, her. Yeah. But the one thing is joking aside that resonates with me really strongly is that like being happy with what you have, not what you want. Mm. And that's, I think I've said that, I think both of us said like, like this is the biggest thing, but honestly, like this might be the precursor to building the life that you really want is like just being happy with what you do have. Like, dude, I have like an okay, like we have a pool. I I love my house, but there's people that like, I wish I had another bedroom or I really need this to be a little bit bigger. I need Mm. a bigger car, better, nicer car. And it's like, I just feel, I can't remember the last time I had like a bad day. (laughs) <laughs> because I'm, I don't have expectations of other people, zero yeah. expectations of other people. I love my family and I'm just so stoked to be able to like live this life. And it's not glamorous. Like I'm not rich. Actually, we're like damn near all in with wicked bold. So it's like super, super scary, like bad yeah. sleep, yeah, 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 man. very scary yeah, moment. I get it. But at the same time, dude, it's like, how freaking like blessed am I to even be able to like wake up and have my wife, my two kids and my dog. And Mm -hmm, just like, mm -hmm. I just choose to be happy every morning. And I think that's where a lot of people get twisted up is like, they, first of all, they don't leave bad situations. So if they're surrounded by poor friends, you know, like they, 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 (laughs) they stay. Um, But also like, it's always about what's next. And it's never about just like appreciating what you, what, like the journey that you're on, just appreciate where you are there's a difference between content and complacent, Mm. right? Like don't be complacent, but be content. Like, because one of my favorite books that changed my life forever was the subtle art of not giving an F by Mark Manson with chapter one, chapter one's don't try. Chapter one is like, have you ever read assholeology? No, I haven't. No, I haven't. That's another good one. But go ahead. All right, Sorry. All right, all right. No, no, no. I mean, I'm down for it, dude. Cause like I read that book because somebody was like, wow, he used the F word in the title and there's F words all around the book. It must be a crappy book. And I was like, uh, well, let's find out. Cause you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's the best part about a book is like when you see the title and you're like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I'm going to read it and it. find out. You know? I read Assholeology uh, for the same reason. I was like, that's yeah. hilarious. I'll read that. <laughs> right. But the first chapter of his book is like, don't try. Like, and the, and the point of don't try was, was to be content and to give an F because I don't know how you find a better word than that. Like literally the way he uses the word, I can't think of a different, I'm like, all right, well, what word could he have used? I have no clue because <laughs> nothing hits the point like that. Like, why don't you give an F about things that you, you need to give an F about, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and then, and then it starts to happen. Like don't chase things, you know, like be content, work hard, have goals. Like, like definitely, definitely move you know, but also like be present and be grounded and just know that the journey you're on, if you know that you're on the right path, like everything else comes with it. You just, yeah, I'm you know, in my lane, bro. 
Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's uh-huh, a good way yep. to summarize. It's like, I don't yeah, care who's ahead of me, yeah, yeah, behind yeah. me, whatever. Like, it's oh, actually yeah. a cool transformation, yeah. too, of like, even, I'm sure you resonate with this as well. So, like, the content I put out, it's like, I don't care if people don't like it. Yeah. Like, oh, you thought it was oh, weird? Yeah. All right. Well, I, I'm sorry. I'm not, I can't shit gold <laughs> all the time. Like, it can't all be golden. It's like, sometimes I'm going to have a little turd in there. Deal with it. Dude, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, dude. It doesn't matter. Like, really. And, like, dude, it, you know, it's, um, that's the hardest part with social media. But, and the best part, it's like, you can put whatever you want out there. And, dude, uh, what a time to be like, alive. Yeah. 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 And, like, dude, I, I'm really not looking for you, dude. If I'm having, if you're having fun, bro, do your thing, man. Like, I, my favorite, my favorite phrase is as long as a check doesn't bounce. Let's go. <laughs> as long as the check doesn't bounce, uh, bro. Yeah, like, let's roll, dude. Well, hey, man, I don't want to take all night. You've been more than generous with your time. I really appreciate it, uh, our conversation. But more on Wicked Bold. Uh, where can we find you? What's your website? How do people get a hold of it? Cool, man. Yeah, so Wicked Bold is we we got that domain, wickedbold.com. Uh, cool. They can buy it online. We're in like a shotgun blast of stores across the country, but primarily wickedbold.com is going to be the way to go. We're actually launching in Central Market next or yeah next month which is a a subsidiary of heb so they have about 10 stores which is dope dude that's definitely our scene and then um the last thing is for anyone listening like we are raising a little bit of seed round on mainvest on debt so if anyone here's listening and like the story and wants to support a growing business hit up mainvest and just search for wicked bold and we're on there it's debt equity which is dope i I didn't even know that existed but oh yeah yeah, we're paying it back on a on a uh, SEC registered revenue sharing note over I think three years or four years with like I think twelve yeah. percent APR or something. Yeah, debt debt equity is great, dude. I mean, that's a great way to that's a great way to reference. Yeah, that's great, man. All right, cool, dude. Well, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate you being here. Yeah, same here, man. Uh, talk soon. Hopefully, I'll be a guest one day soon again. Yeah, hey, man. We'll we'll link up again, and I, and I'll let you know uh, uh, when this goes out, and, and I'll send you an email and everything. Bro.